Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the September 15th edition of AEW Dark, episode 4. And uh, thank you all for your support. God bless you. I do want to acknowledge that if there's any women that you know that love wrestling, please put them onto my show. My demographic, don't get me wrong. Great to have wrestling fans are out there, but female wrestling fans, I'd like to get their input too. And um, I really want to focus on that more only because of women's wrestling and everything in support of wrestling, you know, men and women alike. I just want them all to support me, and you guys are basically a voice as well as me. So thank you for your support. Now, on to this show. Hmm. Uh, let's start off with Anna J and I mean, excuse me, Brandy Rhodes versus Red Velvet. I love Red Velvet. She's another one that's got that gets jobbed out, and it'll, you know, hopefully she she'll have a turnaround. I'm, you know, she's just getting started in wrestling. I think she had another career before that, so maybe this is like you know they're. She's going to progress because they're giving her better matches. I mean, she's going against Brandy Rhodes. So hopefully in the future, she'll be like another Will Hobbs. She'll be on her way because she's got the talent and she's got the charisma. She lost the match against Brandy. I, I mean, I don't know. To me, they look believable. But you know how AEW, they have to make it look. Everything is believable in AEW, especially with Brandy Rhodes. But I get it. It was a good match. Brandy's gotten a lot better. She's doing a lot more moves. Um, I mean, Jesus. I mean, even even Red Velvet, she came out of nowhere with like a leg lariat. I mean, she's never done that before. That's pretty cool. Um, so you know, let's wait to see how that goes. And then, of course, Anna Jay was in the uh, in the match distracting Brandy, but Brandy prevailed overall. So that was a good match. Then you have, oh, I love these jobbers that they bring in. That AEW is really good at bringing in jobbers. It was like WWE back in, 2000, in the 2000s when they had many, many jobbers. Jabroni's just out there, you know, making other guys look good. And that's what the business was all about. Now they're using all their superstars in all their matches. And uh, so they're, they're going from one match to the other week after week. And they're getting worked very hard. While the AEW is taking it, you know. Take a slow start to it. I like that. They're bringing in guys fresh every week to the, so they don't burn out their own guys. So that's great. Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia. They, there's always some new ones every week. I, I'm going to have to. Every every time I come on my show, I always got to announce the new jobbers because they always it's always these great names. Every week, there's always something great. Uh, they went against Butcher and Blade. And with Eddie Kingston out there. Butcher and Blade won. It was a good match, of course. They jobbed. They were jobbed. They made Butcher and Blade look amazing. And Eddie Kingston was out there doing his thing like usual. Then you had Danny Jordan versus Penelope Ford. You had the mean girl versus the super bad girl. It was uh, it was actually a pretty fun match. She came out there with her um, burn book of all the people in AEW that she, she hates and she burns in her book. Uh, of course, during the match, Kim Sabian was looking through that book 
He stole it, looked through it, and then ripped out a page and showed Penelope Ford a page of her on that book. And she made Danny Jordan eat that page. It was awesome. That was probably one of the most entertaining things of the show. Uh, That was actually pretty cool. Then you had uh, the AEW commentary. <laughs> like uh, This is like, I think, week two or week three of AEW commentary. Uh, promoting Twitch. Kind of rubbing it into someone else's uh, face. So, uh, we'll leave that unannounced. And then we also have... Uh, the FTW World Heavyweight Champion. It was, oh, I'm sorry. It was 11 matches, by the way, tonight. 11. I think that's the most matches I've ever seen on a wrestling show without being a pay-per-view in probably years. I'm gonna, not even the WWE has 11 matches on the three-hour show. They'll have a total of five or six matches on a Raw. I kid you not. Five or six or sometimes four, and it's all promos. So, And they tripled that tonight. <laughs> it's like almost quadrupled it. So there you go. Then you have, uh, he went against, oh, all right, get this name, ladies and gentlemen. I love these names that they come out with. Megabyte Ronnie. Megabyte Ronnie. Uh, apparently, Megabyte Ronnie was, is a, um, is a um, competitive eater. And uh, <laughs> I love how Vita Scott was just commentating on that. And she was really emphasizing on his uh, competitive eating and how he got into wrestling through that and being in the military. I mean, these backstories are ridiculous for jobbers. They know jobbers better than they do their stars. But now, uh, now it's caliber. He knows everyone. Now that that doesn't he do, he doesn't exclude anyone. He knows all wrestlers. If not, he looks them up. If not, he has a a relationship or a history with at least ninety nine percent of the wrestling world. Somehow, that's awesome. <laughs> now that is expert commentating that's a commentating panel right there experience of course he kills him with a drill claw he drops Brian Cakes drops uh, Megabyte Ronnie on the drill claw on top of a hot dog because he was eating a hot dog in the ring while he was getting all the momentum uh, Megabyte Ronnie he goes into this pouch in the, into the corner where he has a pouch that's sitting there and he opens up this pouch, and then there's a hot dog on a bun there, just sitting there waiting for him. Takes it out, grabs it, runs around the ring, starts eating it, and that's when Brian Claw, uh, Brian Cage, got up and draw uh, drill claws his ass to death. It was probably the most devastating drill claw I've ever seen. I think he might have killed him. I think you need, ladies and gentlemen, you really need to see this one. You really need to see this drill claw. This is actually one of my favorite ones this past Tuesday. Then we also have PMP. That's uh, uh, proud and powerful, if y'all didn't know, from uh, uh, Chris Jericho's uh, crazy faction in the inner circle. That's uh, Santana Ortiz. They're going against Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, my God. Every time I say that name, I feel bad because he's being jobbed again. I understand he's a legacy, ladies and gentlemen. He is... I hope you agree with me on this. I don't know. Maybe I go too far. But Brian Pillman Jr. is like a pinnacle of like the Hart family. Oh, the Hart dynasty, whenever they were around in, uh, in MLW and all the other promotions that they went and just ran over. 
Now they're in AW, Now he's in AW by himself. We need Dave Boy Smith Jr. in there so they can come together and become a great tag team. Because Brian Pillman is getting plummeted by himself on in, on the show and on Dark, mainly on Dark. But still, he's. I don't think he's picked up a win yet. Legacy, like I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh. Then we also will have Jesse Sorensen as Julian's boy. Make sure Julian hears that. That's your boy, Julian. And then uh, going against uh, Will Hobbs, up and coming star, guy who was zero uh, five pre the casino casino battle uh, casino battle royale, and then once the casino battle royale ended, he had a win the first week out. That's what I'm talking about. He's He's got charisma. One of these days, I, I'm telling you, he's going to shine. I've been eyeing this guy since the time he came, and I knew he was going to become a star. Somehow, someone figured it out two weeks ago and just said, let's push this guy. This week, this tonight, actually, got his second straight victory against Jesse Sorensen, formerly of, the, of I believe, NXT. Awesome, awesome. He's uh, He's got this great move called the running stampede. I don't care. That's a guaranteed victory. I don't care who you are, Brian Cage, uh, Lance Archer. I don't care. He hits that move on anyone. It's, it's over, man. I mean, that's why I know this guy is going to be a star. Just eye him, ladies and gentlemen. Just keep an eye on Will Hobbs. Remember that name. Then we also have uh, Julian's girl. Rache Chanel. Oh, Lord. And Skylar Moore. This is a tag team match. Uh, they're going against Ivelisse and Diamante. Uh, uh, the women, the two women who actually won the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament about a few weeks ago. That was actually awesome. And now they're on their winning ways, being the Rache Chanel and Skylar Moore. Um, then we also had the Dark Order. The actual, uh, let me be more specific. This is Cole Cabana of the Dark Order versus QT Marshall. Uh, it was a good match. I was surprised. I was surprised this wasn't one of the main events. But this is uh, like right around the middle of the show. This is like match level eight or nine in the uh, during the show. And um, Cole Cabana was, has been playing a straight shooter most of his matches, even with the Dark Order standing in his corner, heckling him, telling him to cheat. I mean, they're straight up screaming at him to cheat while the referee's right there. <laughs> uh, and he still, he doesn't do it. But this week, he took a turn to the uh, to another side. He accepted help from the Dark Order. Uh, accepted help from Stu Grayson. Went in there, did a running knee while they were uh, while Evil Uno and and uh, Boom Command Boom Boom Commando were distracted referee. And next thing you know, Boom uh, Cole Cabana got the victory. I was very proud of Cole Cabana. I like where this Dark Order is going. I like where this whole Dark Order gimmick is going with Cole Cabana. Because before, they were all having problems with the Cole Cabana. It, he was the black sheep of the Dark Order. That was weird. But yeah, he was technically the black sheep of the Dark Order. Now he's starting to fill in. Then you had... Oh, this definitely should have been the main event. Uh, the two gentlemen in AEW who have the worst records... 
individually and combined in in the call company. Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon. Brandon Cutler is 0-25. Peter Avalon is 0-26. He's got the worst record in all AW. And um, it was a great match. Back and forth, back and forth, just like the uh, just like the initiative pretty much have been since they were a tag team. Two weeks into their tag team, they get merch, all kinds of stuff going on. And now two weeks later, they're broken up. And now they still have all that merch and everything, and now they don't have a tag team. And they weren't even a tag team for long. And they had and they had merch and they had all kinds of stuff. Tag team title shots. And all that went down the toilet. This match was hilarious. One of my this was actually one of the most entertaining matches. Next to the prior matches that I was talking about with Danny Jordan and Penelope Ford. This one was really fun to watch. I mean, these two were I mean, they were putting all the stops there. They had, I mean, they used every move in their arsenal in this match. If you didn't get a chance to watch this one, this was actually really good and entertaining. The match ended with a double D, uh, with a double count out. <laughs> My surprise. But you know what? That's actually not bad because this is the first time in over a year that a match, well, this is the first time ever in AEW, ever, that a match ended in a double countout. It's never done. It's never been done in AEW. So this is a first. So you know what? Let it be. Now these two are going to have to uh, strive even harder to get their first win. So who knows? Maybe they'll be a tag team again. Who knows where these two are going to go? Then you had... Uh, okay, here we go. Two more names. This next match was awesome. <laughs> because I love the names. I love the creative names that co- that come on to this show. You got Max Stardom and Dante Smiley versus the best friends. They're actually not bad. Dante Smiley is actually a pretty uh pretty athletic dude. But you know, best friends were this is the most aggressive I've ever seen him in a tag team match. They weren't even playing around, joking around, doing their antics or hugging each other, giving the people what they want like they normally do every week. This is the first time they didn't give the people what they want. So um, PMP, you better watch out because best friends are coming for you. That was a straight message to those guys. It was Santana or Ortiz. And then the 11th and final match of the evening was the main event. Dark Order. This is uh, Silver and Reynolds and Evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus... The Gun Club, Billy and Austin versus and Private Party, which is actually one of my favorite tag teams in AEW. They're so underrated. They're so underrated. Um, it's a good match. Another good match. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen Dark Order united as a front. They won this match and they made it look good. I've never seen Silver and Reynolds look so good since they've been on this show. They've, they've even the first time on this show. Yeah, they were kind of talented, but they, but since then they were just always known for being the two losers of the Dark Order. Tonight they looked really good. I mean, kicks and punches and moves, and their moves were like. Like in harmony with each other, and I've never seen anything like that from Dark Order. Same thing with Stu and uh, Evil Uno. They won this match, and you know what? Rightfully so. They were, they deserved it. 
they they pulled the stops. They did everything in their arsenal, arsenal to win this match, and I give it to them. This was a banging match. That's a good way to end the show. Then we have next week. Um, not even next week. Ah, so awesome about this show. Tomorrow night, September 16th. Got Santana Ortiz versus the best friends in the parking lot brawl. Thunder Rosa versus Evil Lee's the NWA World's Women's Champion and Championship match. Thunder Rosa is putting the title online in this one-on-one match, which is going to be awesome. Then you got the non-title match. You got Cash Wheeler and, Dar- and Dax Harwood versus Jungle Express. If Jungle Express wins this match, they get a future title shot. Yeah, well, this is like also for bragging rights, too, because they're just all talking trash to each other for the last few weeks. And then the Demo God, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus the private party. They're gonna the private party. That's gonna be a really great match tomorrow night. Uh, the demo god and Jake Hager are really desperate for gold right now, so they actually have a pretty good record as a tag team. So you never know. You might just see them within the next few weeks trying to uh, trying to get a title shot. Don't be surprised. Then you have Hangman Page versus Kazarian. That's a unique match. That's a one-time match. I've never seen those two wrestle in a match in any company. So that's going to be very cool. And MJF is in action. So that should be really fun to watch. MJF mouthing off to whoever's, uh, whoever he's going to be wrestling this week. So that's going to be fun. And then, of course, Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, and the best man, Miro. We're going to be setting a date for the wedding. This, uh, this Wednesday, they're going to let us know when, what date they're going to set for their wedding. So that's going to be cool. Thank you all. Thank you all. God bless you. I got all what I needed to say. Another great dark. Another successful show. There's nothing I can't really say wrong about this show. Because they're progressing. They're bringing in new people. Even these jobbers that they're bringing in, sure, they're jobbers, but they're making them interesting. They're giving them storylines. They're giving them backstories, which is getting us more involved with, with the show. That's the whole point of wrestling is to get, is get us involved, get us involved, get us 100% invested in it. And then next thing you know, we'll be at your shows. And that's how it goes. That's how it's always been. Thank you all for the support again. I can't, I, I can't like, I can't really do this without you guys. And you guys are awesome. I love you guys. I'll probably be on tomorrow night for a post show. Depending on the outcome, you'll most likely you'll hear from me. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. God bless.